Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome to the Crop Watch Podcast. I am your host, Melissa Bartles, a cropping systems educator with Nebraska Extension. And today I'll be joined by Michael Sindelar and we'll be talking about corn residue management. Thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Melissa. How are you doing today? Doing well. And hopefully our listeners know who you are, but for those that don't or new to the podcast, can you tell us more about your role in extension? Sure. I'm also a cropping systems extension educator, just like you in the Nebraska extension system, but I'm also one of the hosts of the crop watch podcast. So, and one of my focuses is I work a lot with baling residue and what those effects are on yield and on the soil or how it affects the soil along with other stuff related to soil health and soil management. Great. All right. So with the current price of forages, do you think we'll see more corn stalks being baled across the state and utilized this year compared to other years? I believe we will probably see more acres baled. And the, the reason for this is we have a drought here in the central plains. So there's that increased need for forages. And so this is a source of forage for people to bail off their fields and utilize in a different manner. Yeah, I think the hay shortage is reaching far beyond Nebraska. I know there's several other states in the same situation we're in. And so with this, if, if you are interested in trying to find crop residues, there's the crop residue exchange, and you can find that at cropresidueexchange.unl.edu. It's a great resource if you're belling or if you're in the market to find crop residue bells. How can they find that again? It's cropresidueexchange.unl.edu. Great. When we think about baling up corn residue, what else should producers take into account? So what they really need to take into account is what the price of the bell is going to be versus the price of the nutrients that they're going to be removing from it. And so roughly about 17 pounds of nitrogen, four pounds of phosphorus, 32 pounds of potassium and three pounds of sulfur is removed with every ton of corn residue. And so that's important to take into account because we are seeing some higher prices in fertilizers. And then on top of that, other things to think about is field conditions. How wet uh, is that residue when you bail it and the equipment you're going to be using? Great. And then the- Should producers be cautious about nitrate levels in corn that was drought stressed? I know a good portion of Nebraska was in a drought this year, so that might be something that producers really need to be cautious of, while other areas seem to get hit by every rainstorm that came through, like my area. Yeah, well, speaking from one of those areas that experienced a little bit more of the drought stress than other parts of the state, there is a concern with your nitrate levels in your stocks. And so when you start looking at your corn plant, that bottom third is where most of those nitrates are going to be at. So that means that you're either going to need to change the cutting height of your stocks, or you're going to really need to pay attention to what your nitrates levels are in those bells and try to mix it with 
residues that have lower nitrate levels to try to dilute that amount of nitrates. The best fix would be not to take it, but if you don't have an option, then yeah, you want to dilute it. You want to add uh, stuff with lower levels. And, you know, people don't just use these bales for food. If you have stocks that you're concerned about for nitrate levels, set that aside for bedding because that's the, another thing that this resource is used for. Yeah. So for those that did have drought, it might be a good idea to make sure they do some testing on those corn bales. Yes. Especially if they're, they're going to take the whole stock, if they're going to somehow chop their stock so that leave that bottom third, which is really hard to do when you're bailing, then maybe you don't need to, but yeah, otherwise need to. And I'm just going to put out here, we're, we're not really talking about grazing, but this is also something you want to take in effect if you're grazing those fields is that that same issue can be there. So from the field side for fields that were drought stressed this year, is there a negative impact on the field by removing this residue? So yes, there can be negative impacts. Corn residue has a lot of functions that it it serves in its place. And so uh, one of the things that this does when you have the horizontal stuff, which would be the husks and the stalks that are broken down laying across on the ground, that acts as a source of insulation and it affects both the temperature and the amount of water that's lost from the soil. And so when you remove that, you no longer have this barrier and there's multiple ways on how it affects water loss from the soil. You have like the first or where it's a shade. So it lowers the temperature and it takes a lot more energy to warm it up or to cool it down the soil. And then it also actually acts as a physical barrier in which any type of water vapor coming off of the soil has to pass through and it slows down that evaporation because it creates this high area of concentrated water vapor between the residue and the soil. And so that slows down the loss of water through diffusion. So you're definitely losing a valuable way to slow down water loss in your fields. This is more concerning in anything that's rain fed. So if you don't have irrigation, it's not advised for you to actually bell your stocks. Because if you have a year where there's not good rains or you don't have good rains coming through, you don't have that added insurance to keep your water in place. It's easier to lose it. And then when we look at even into the irrigation areas, some work that came out of Kansas State from the Garden City area had uh, losses of water due to evaporation almost doubling when they had a bare soil versus when they had soil that had corn residue left in place. So that's something else to keep in account that you're still losing that water out of it, the soil. Another thing to think about is we're talking about dry Well, the other thing we need to think about is that residue actually also acts as a physical barrier against water drops. So when you're irrigating, when you have a rain come through, that actually reduces the impact of those droplets on the soil, which will also reduce your chance of losing your soil to water erosion. And then the last thing I'm going to bring up, because I'm really hitting this part a lot, is I've been talking just about our horizontal residue. We also have our vertical residue. And so that'll be the stocks that haven't been cut that are standing up. And what those do is they hold the horizontal residue in place. They also hold snow in place. When you cut those or you remove those almost down to the soil level, 
you're not going to be able to retain your horizontal residues in your field and you're going to lose it to the wind that blows throughout the state. And the same thing's going to happen to your snow. It's not going to drift and stay in your field. So that's also a loss. Yes, we have some wind here in Nebraska. Is there a recommendation on how much of that horizontal residue should be left? So roughly like to say, remove half and leave half in place, but that's not quantifying anything. So when we get down into numbers, let's look at a field that put out about 240 bushels per acre. What we know from research is that for every 40 bushels of corn that's produced, you have about a ton of corn residue created. So when you take that 40 bushels per acre and you look at 240 bushels, you're producing about six tons per acre. And so in that case, you can easily bail off three tons and leave three tons in place. Now, one of the other recommendations is to definitely not go below 2.5 tons per acre. And so that kind of sets that if you're getting below 200 bushels per acre for your corn yields to think about trying to utilize that corn residue in a different manner. And that could be through grazing instead of bailing. And that's just because there won't be enough of that residue left behind for it to perform its uh, environmental functions. Great. So we're seeing some pretty high fertilizer prices currently, which is that the agronomy world on fire a little bit or in a panic. What nutrients will be removed by baling up corn residue? So if we, we do decide that we need to bale the corn residue because we have cattle, because we need to get some forage, what are we looking at? for that nutrients we're actually taking off that field by removing that corn residue. So this is pounds per ton. So you're looking at 17 pounds of nitrogen, four pounds of phosphorus, 34 pounds of potassium and three pounds of sulfur. So those are the nutrients you need to take in, in mind. And so the simple economics of it would be is to take what your price for corn stocks are, and then subtract the cost of replacing those nutrients through fertilizer. And hopefully you have money left over. I say that's simple economics because that doesn't count for the labor of bailing, the depreciation of the equipment and the fuel to get that done. Those are all things that you need to do or and uh, take into account. So there could be chances where people think they're great getting a great deal on their corn stocks uh, when they're bailing them. But when they look at the, the price of the nutrients that are being removed and the cost to remove those, they could actually be losing money. So that's just something to keep in mind. All right. Is there anything else? Well, before I go, our producers to know before I go, I'll, I'll bring up some resources that are great to have on hand uh, when you're thinking about harvesting crop residues. And the first one is the harvesting crop residues NEB guide. And so you, you can Google search for harvesting crop residues, but it's also the G1846 NEB guide. Uh, other things that, that take into account, the USDA hay auctions are great to get what prices are for corn stock bales. They do have those in there the drought monitor for if you're not sure you're in a drought. I'm pretty sure everybody that was in or is aware of it. 
So, and then uh, just to reiterate the crop residue exchange is another one for hooking up and that that crop residue exchange is just not just for bailing. It's also for people looking to rent out their land for grazing. And so that could be another option is, is grazing instead of bailing. Great. Yes. And you're always more than welcome to contact your local extension office and they can help you find or supply any of those uh, free NEB guides that the university offers. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today and I hope everybody has a good winter season.